What's up, world? Welcome back to another episode of Just Grow It, the podcast. I'm your host, Big City Gardener, and today we are talking about secondary nutrients. For a garden to thrive, you need a combination of all different vital nutrients, right? That would be your macronutrients or your primary nutrients. It would be your secondary nutrients, and then it would be your micronutrients. If you remember in a previous episode, we talked about the we talked about the macronutrients, and those are the nutrients that are needed in the greatest amount. These are also the nutrients that you notice on the front of all of your fertilizer packaging. Those are the three numbers, the NPK. If you need a little refresher on that, check out the episode about macronutrients. Next, we have the secondary nutrients. These nutrients are vital for a plant's ability to grow for a plant's health and their success, but you need them in smaller quantities than you do your macronutrients. And then we have the micronutrients, which we will talk about in another episode. The secondary nutrients are calcium, magnesium, and sulfur. So we're going to start off with calcium. Uh, Calcium, to me, when I think about calcium, it is mostly related to the strength of a plant's cell walls. What do I mean by that? Uh, Let's think about a piece of spaghetti. If your plant has rigid cell walls, then it should stand up tall and erect like a piece of uncooked spaghetti. A plant with weak walls will bend like a piece of cooked spaghetti. Now, one thing about calcium that I've noticed through my years of growing is that calcium deficiencies are, they're, they're kind of rare whenever you're growing organically and with soil. But I have noticed calcium deficiencies are one of the first things to pop up whenever I am growing hydroponically or aquaponically. If you've ever grown a tomato or a pepper and your plant produced flowers and then the flowers just fell off, this is something known as blossom end rot. And blossom end rot is related to calcium deficiencies. One thing I know about calcium is that calcium is easily leached from the soil. So I've noticed that I have a higher chance of experiencing blossom end rot whenever I am growing in a container as opposed to growing in any of my in-ground or raised beds. And that's just because, like I said, calcium is easily leached out the soil and it can be washed out of containers if we're over-watering or under-fertilizing our containers. Another deficiency or another way I notice that I have calcium deficiencies is by the leaves. Okay, whenever I look at the leaves and I see brown spots on my leaves, one of the first things I think about is calcium deficiencies. Yes, so you'll notice people tell you that there are things like necrotic leaves, and that's just a fancy way of saying like, hey, your leaves will start off with a spot and then the edges kind of burn or they're easily or they're easy to crumple in your hand. If I notice any of these issues that look similar to nutrient burn, but they are not, then my brain switches to, I think I may have a calcium deficiency. Now, what products can we use to address calcium deficiencies? Well, the number one thing I'm going to recommend to you is water-soluble calcium. That is a natural farming input that is made from eggshells. You extract the calcium with the use of brown rice vinegar. And once I started using it, I don't think that I've ever experienced blossom end rot again. Uh, It's an amazing product. The second secondary nutrient that we're going to talk about is magnesium. Now, magnesium, as well as iron and calcium, they are vital to photosynthesis. 
And we know that photosynthesis is the process where the plant takes the energy and the rays from the sun and they convert that into food. One thing I've noticed about magnesium is that magnesium kind of acts like a switch for a lot of other nutrients or a lot of other plant nutrients. Anytime I've had magnesium deficiencies, it kind of seems like it starts there and then a lot of other issues start to develop with the plant. So like calcium, magnesium deficiencies are relatively rare whenever you're growing in soil. I notice magnesium deficiencies like calcium deficiencies a lot more whenever you're growing hydroponically or aquaponically or anything like that. Even though magnesium deficiencies are relatively rare, what's dope about it is that you are able to kind of tell a magnesium deficiency uh, a lot easier, in my opinion, than other deficiencies. And why is that? That is because magnesium deficiencies tend to affect the lower leaves on the plant first. So with magnesium deficiency, we'll notice something called intervenal chlorosis. And all that really means is that the veins of your leaf are still green, but the remainder of your leaf is yellowing. That's also similar to nitrogen deficiencies, that intervenal chlorosis. But the way I'm able to tell the difference between nitrogen deficiency and magnesium deficiency is that one, the leaves will stay attached to the plant. With nitrogen deficiency, the leaves will fall off the plant. And two, the leaves will eventually change to a reddish, purplish, brownish hue while still attached to the plant. So if I notice any of those two things, then hey, I know that I'm probably dealing with a magnesium deficiency. Now, what can we use to kind of remedy a magnesium deficiency? The first thing I recommend is Epsom salts. Now, I'm not telling you to go and add Epsom salts to your soil. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you should apply Epsom salts as a foliar feed. So get some Epsom salts, maybe a teaspoon. It really depends on the size of the container that you are using. But get some Epsom salts, throw it into a little one-gallon mixer, maybe a teaspoon, add some hot water to it, dissolve the Epsom salts, and then you can apply that foliarly to your plant leaves. And that will help the plant absorb the necessary magnesium so that it can kind of remedy the deficiency issues that it is experiencing. Other products you can use that are rich in magnesium are things like compost and composted animal manure. Remember, I told you that compost is probably the best thing that you can add to your garden. See, it's rich in all sorts of nutrients, not just our macronutrients. All right, so the final secondary nutrient is sulfur. Sulfur is required for a plant to produce proteins because sulfur is required for a plant to produce amino acids. All right, and we know that amino acids are directly related to proteins. Another dope thing about sulfur is that sulfur is needed to create chlorophyll and other enzymes that are used during the photosynthesis process. Throughout all my years of growing, I don't know that I've had very many sulfur-related issues. I think it's because organic materials and organic matter seem to just store a lot of sulfur. So as long as I'm applying organic amendments to my garden, I seem to kind of keep sulfur deficiencies at bay. So how do we know that we have a sulfur deficiency? Well, it's the same uh, chlorosis situation that I talked about earlier. So you'll notice that leaves are starting to yellow. Now, this could also look like a nitrogen deficiency. And remember, this could even look like a magnesium deficiency. 
But how we know that it is a sulfur issue and not a magnesium or a nitrogen issue is that the chlorosis or the yellowing of the leaves will usually start on the new growth. While the other two, the magnesium deficiency and the nitrogen deficiency, that chlorosis or those problems first show themselves on our old growth. Now, if you're looking to remedy any sulfur deficiencies, your best bet is really just to apply more organics into your soil. So that could be in the form of compost. That could be earthworm castings. There's a long list of organic amendments that we can add to our soil. And like I said earlier, sulfur seems to store itself in organic amendments. So by simply growing organically, you're going to lower your chances of having any sulfur deficiencies or any sulfur issues. Now, the easiest way for us to never have any issues with any nutrient deficiencies is to make sure, one, we test our soil. That way we will know the levels we are at and we will also know what we need to add to the soil to reach optimal levels. Two, garden and grow naturally and organically, man. Stay away from all that synthetic stuff, okay? Yeah, the synthetic stuff, it looks good and it makes your plants look as if they're thriving. But remember this, the soil food web doesn't lie, all right? If you don't have healthy soil, your plants can look amazing, but at the end of the day, that's just all looks. It's like fake muscles. You're not really strong. You just look like you're strong. So make sure we're strengthening our soil food web. Make sure we're growing organically. And make sure we're paying attention to what we put into our soil. And that is because healthy soil equals healthy food, which equals healthy people. Shout out to the Rodale Institute. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Just Grow It. I'm your host, Big City Gardener. And I need you guys to do one thing, that is to tell a friend or two friends or three friends. I don't really care how many you tell. Just tell somebody about the show. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Until next time, man, get outside, put this on your headphones, and just grow it. Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And... If you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview, send the name over, put it in the comments, or send me an email, igrow at Big City Gardener, and check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms, Big City Gardener. We out. Oh, almost forgot. Just grow it. <laughs>